Full Scope, a podcast designed to analyze the games that we love, headlines of music, and the movies we can't forget. I'm your host, Winter Burns, and my kind of birthday, of course. How's it going, man? How was your Thanksgiving? It was good, man. Got a dub. Yeah. Hopefully, we get a dub today. Oh, yeah. Too. When it's a dub, when it's a dub on Thanksgiving, it's always a good one. <laughs> the meal, the meal, sure. tastes, the meal tastes way better. <laughs> a little better. A little Just better. a little better. Yeah, yeah man. Definitely. Um, well, we have a lot of topics to get into for this one. Obviously, some, some NFL topics, um, college football, a couple NBA ones. In the second half, we're going to do um, our, uh, some album reviews. It started with San Francisco's blowout win versus Seattle. The 49ers won 31-13. to And Christian McCaffrey rushed for 114 yards and two scores in the first half. This is also their third win in a row and 10th consecutive victory against a division opponent. And, you know, it's interesting because there was, a, there was that three-game losing streak San Francisco had. There was concerns. But... When you really look at what this team has and the offensive talent, they're always going to be able to find a way to kind of get out of a slump, and they've been doing that recently. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is, is exceptional as ever. Um, what were your thoughts about the, this game? Because I did expect it to be closer. It was the one game, like, um, I, I was even talk, talking to, 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 to some relatives about this. Like, it was the one game on a Thanksgiving. You're like, okay, like, that'll be the interesting game. Like, Dallas, that's the blowout. We, we all know like, right, how that's yeah. going to be. But yeah. there was some expectations it was going to be a good one. But uh, what did you think about the game overall? Well, I, I like the intensity that the 49ers brought. And I think that's, you know, that energy comes from having Debo Samuel back, having yeah. one of their most prolific uh, five-way player or offense. You can put him <laughs> in the slot, X, Y, Z, put him in the backfield. He even threw one time. <laughs> so you can do so many things for him. So with that, the playbook opens up. We, we know that. That's obviously that's evident. But the, the intensity, the the – the uh, just overall atmosphere is different when you have one of your best talented guys back on the field. And then they, they weren't afraid of the Seahawks. We, we all know we got Devin Witherspoon from Pensacola. The defense looked better. They had a lot of drafts, draft picks. You had a lot of the defense looked good. They're six and four. They'll have to see them in two more weeks. So this is a, this is a good glimpse of how I thought it was a, still a good game. 31, 13, obviously 49ers had a great first half. And then, uh, See, I'll try to come back at the at the late half, but I think game two will be a bit different, will be a, a lot different. Now, you haven't played this team. You've seen them. They've been in a, a, a losing streak. And now, okay, this is what we have to do to beat them. Or this is what we have to do. Adjustments. Yeah, I think the second game will be different. But, man, I think that was the, the biggest thing. Debo Samuel's back. The atmosphere has changed. When they get Trent Williams back, it's going to be another change of atmosphere because he's the big gorilla that man, Trent Williams, <laughs> one of the best best offensive linemen, hands down, that ever played. I, I think he's top five, top five left tackle that ever played the game. The man is just a game changer as well. But I think that was that was a difference. They they were they they, they felt different. They looked different, and they mm. they took it to the Seahawks. And if hey, sit it down. Sorry. This is the Bro, scary guys. hours edition. This is the scary hours edition. Sit we, down. We, we 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 progressed a little sit. bit. <laughs> Man, <laughs> but um, and, and it's interesting because like outside of quarterbacks, like you just mentioned in Debo Samuel's, um, there are those like instant game like changing type of players like Tyree Kill, like you yeah. like like we mentioned Debo Samuel, even um, Micah Parsons. Like who are those? Like who would you say outside of quarterback is the top like playmaker that you would say, man, like this guy is an instant game changer. Like if he's there, his team is gonna have like a major chance to win. I mean, we could stay right here. Christian McCaffrey, yeah. <laughs> two touchdowns, 122 yards. He's a, he's similar to Debo Samuel, but he's a, a true running back. So it's a he's one. Debo Samuel's one. I think C.D. Lamb is definitely oh, yeah. one. He, he takes the top off. He's a great route runner in that game. Yeah, it was so many things. There's a lot of guys. Michael Parsons is another one. Um, Defensive-wise, well, let's see. Miles um, My- My- Garrett is another one, game changer yeah. for the the Browns defense. It's a lot of guys. Uh, Max Crosby, let's give him his praise, man. The Raiders look terrible this year, but he's he's a he's dominant force in the running game, <laughs> in the passing game. It's it's crazy to have that both dynamic consistently. I haven't seen this since JJ Watt because JJ yeah. Watt and the run defense was amazing. JJ Watt in the past, the blocks. They got tired of him. He was just, all right, y- y'all go double team me. I'm just step back, block it down. So it was, I haven't seen that since J.J. Watt in his prime. So Max Crosby is another guy. If he's healthy, if he's playing, and we've seen he can change the game, but their offense just has to get better. But he's been playing lights out. It's a lot of guys, Oh yeah, to be honest with you, outside of quarterback. 
absolutely. Um, and now getting to, to Green Bay's win in Detroit, um, the Packers won 29-22, and Jordan Love had a career high with three touchdown passes, also had a, a career-long 37-yard run on, on a read option late in the fourth quarter to seal the win. And obviously, Detroit, they had an, a really good season. Um, Green, Green, Green Bay has had more struggles. What did you think about Jordan Love's performance? Because, you know, the past few weeks, he's really been um, – shown progressions, significant progression, especially yeah. a game like this against a division rival. This was a really, a really good sign for, for, you know, what can come up later. I think the confidence he had, and then I think if you look at the the whole scope of the game, the down and distance were really good. Uh, field, field position was really good for the defense and the punt, the special teams was really good at the game. Mm-hmm. Defense played lights out. They had a bunch of pressures and sacks. So when you had that, and you're, you're, you're helping your, your defense, helping the offense, the offense helping the defense. You're going to have that confidence. Okay. And that one throw he threw the read, man, no other, you have to have some confidence to oh, throw yes. that throw and try to put that in there. Um, and so I think a lot of things worked out for us to be able to win that game. When we start pressuring Jared Goff that we didn't do the first couple of, first couple of games. Mm-hmm. Well, in in the in the, in the beginning of the season, the quarterback pressures was another one and then special teams helping out and then love and the offensive line is we're starting to figure it out. We got some guys back. So everything looked good. It was it was in our favor cuz everything worked well. And it's Thanksgiving, we're normally beating the snot out of Detroit Lions <laughs> on Thanksgiving. It's the anyways. norm. <laughs> yeah, it's the norm. So we had to get one. We had to go 1-1 against them. But I think when everything is working, that gives you the confidence, okay, I can start doing some things. And obviously he's a quarterback who can extend plays. He did that a lot this game too. So I mean, it was just our it was just our night, man. It was just our day. It was sure. it was just for the Green Bay Packers, for all for all the Packers. For all the, for all the, cheese, <laughs> for all the cheese heads, man. You, try, well, you straight cheese me, dog. Straight cheese me, Oh, man. Um, oh, Jesus. And, and, and now getting started to the Eagles winning Kansas City. Philadelphia won 21 to 17 after a second half rally with a couple of touchdowns and go ahead score in, in the fourth quarter. Um, the biggest miss for the Chiefs was obviously, you know, uh, a Scantlin dropping the go ahead touchdown with two minutes left yeah. in the fourth. Just, man, right literally in, in, in his hands. And, and it's one of those, it's one of those plays where I saw Mahomes in the postgame talk about, um, man, I could have like, could have made a, some adjustments with, with, with that throw. Um, and really try to, he was really trying to like, look out, look out for his team. He's never going to say anything negative or throw anybody under the bus. I'm like, Mahomes, like <laughs> just, just like take some, perfect cra- <laughs> it was a perfect, perfect, perfect throw, man. Ball, bro. No, nothing you, you could have done differently. But in terms of this game, cause there was a lot of like self-inflicted wounds for the chiefs, like Travis Kelsey had that fumble. Um, yeah. and, and Mahomes had that interception earlier. What did you yeah. think about this win for the Eagles? And, and, and was it more the Eagles? Um, that stood out to you or, or the Chiefs' mistakes? No, I mean, the mistakes, Eagles not playing a full game. And then I, the one thing, one of the biggest takeaways from this game was the Chiefs' defense was better than I thought they were. Tell me, man. And it was in the running game is where I'm talking about. We already, we already know Christian Jones – Chris Jones can, you know, go after it. They have some guys that can rush the passer. The secondary, you know, is bend don't break mentality in the secondary. They don't have any like real, real great cornerbacks or safeties or whatever. But that running game, because DeAndre Swift is the, the heart and soul. We we always give credit to this Eagles offensive line. Yeah. Kelsey looked like he was he needed to retire. It was so many to block. And then they were having a conversation. He didn't want to switch. He didn't want to shift the offensive line to the left, you know, because the center is it's like the field general for the offensive line. So if he feels like we shouldn't shift or we could we don't need to shift our blocking scheme or whatever. But they look out of sync in the running game, look out of sync in the passing game. And I think it's because this Chiefs defense, I didn't think they were this good. So that was the biggest takeaway. The mistakes come. We've seen Patrick Mahomes make mistakes. We've seen Travis Kelsey fumble countless, not countless times, but numerous times. So this, the mistakes is a part of the game. They still had an opportunity to win. And that drop by Valdez Scantley is one of the one of the biggest follies I've seen for the Chiefs in a minute. Because that was a perfect ball. The, they, they, they called it the defense in the like it was just perfect. So All you perfect. had to do. This is game time. This is you wanted to be a number one receiver. They yeah. don't have that. 
So that's why I had Philadelphia winning because in the big moments, they don't have that number one receiver. They don't have a CD Lamb. They, they don't have a uh, Stefan Diggs. They don't have these number one, a number one receiver who in those big moments is going to catch that and game over. Yeah. So it wasn't more so the mistakes. It's more so of Chiefs defense is better than I thought. This offensive line, for the first time this season, look out of sorts. And then they still haven't played a complete game, but they're still winning ball games. It's just the Eagles is Eagles has got it this year, man. They, they really just do. figure out a way to they win. Find a way to win. And they that's find the, a way to win. That's the mantra, and they keep doing it. And if that keeps happening, it's just like even if they are not winning uh, the games the way that we're used to seeing them win it last year, right. you have to adjust. Mm-hmm. Seasons are different. You have to adjust, and yes. they're finding different ways to win. That's that's all that matters at the end of the day. No, for sure, and. It looked like they're going to win the Super Bowl. That's what I I wanted. To, I wanted to get the point. This really does look look look, look like the scene that can honestly do it, man. Um, out of the other two games, um, Miami Jets and and Dallas Washington, like, what did you think about those? Because obviously, those were you know games where we kind of expected the outcome to be a certain way. Like, has Dallas shown you anything differently, or is it just one of those things where they're just kind of beating you know inferior teams? Uh, Dallas offense looked way better. They, they, they played a complete game. The offense yeah. played a complete game. Running game was working with Pollard. Uh, CeeDee Lamb was being CeeDee Lamb. And then their defense played lights out. Another pick six for, I think, number 26 is Jordan Lewis. So they played a complete game. Obviously, it's against the Washington uh, Commodores. <laughs> it's against them. But I, I don't think they're a bad team, though. I, I think they have a oh, lot of upside for, for Washington. But they're going to get to a point where they're going to Start. It's going to start clicking eventually. But for I think I think this is about a third or fourth game where I've seen Dallas play a complete game. One was against the New York Giants, the first game of the season was was lights out, yeah. and then it was other. It was two more games as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Jets as well. The Jets as well was a complete game. That was the other one. It's one more outside of this one. So once they continue to play a complete game and they can play a complete game against a team like the 49ers who has been their Achilles heel, I, then we'll we'll take them more seriously. Even with that defense and Michael Parsons, Dexter Lawrence, like even all these guys they have, yeah. we don't still take them serious because they haven't played a complete game. And it's okay for some teams not to play a complete game like the Eagles because they have shown consistently that they can still win without playing a consistent or a complete game, if that yeah. makes sense. But um, and then I didn't really pay attention to the Dolphins and the Jets. Like I didn't. That wasn't yeah. even. I watch hockey. I watch yeah. hockey uh, yesterday. <laughs> like Kirk Kirk Herb Street now, Michael's look like man on Black Friday. This is really the game y'all get. Right, this. bro. <laughs> like we could have been out. <laughs> I did catch the pick six at the half though. That's be bananas, b a n a n a. That's bananas to be able to do that. And then it was like nobody was running after. Like they just like, <laughs> exactly. Oh, he can't do that. He, he can't. can't do that. Uh, no, it's halftime. Wait, hold up, touchdown. No. <laughs> Goofballs. That's what they were. Some goofballs. <laughs> They're like, no way, no way, no. <laughs> yeah, got, a, got him an easy peasy touchdown. Yeah. Um, and after something college football with Washington's close win versus Oregon State. Washington won twenty two to uh, to twenty and clinched their Pac twelve championship berth. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. threw for uh, two touchdowns and ran for another. Uh, Romo Jones caught seven passes for one hundred sixty yards and two touchdowns. And th- this was one where Washington was really pushed to the brink, um, re- really yeah. like stretching this game. How did you feel about this matchup for them and them, you know, p- pulling off a late one? You know, Oregon State is no sleep sleeper team, man. Oh, no. You see, yeah. Oregon State, you know, compete heavy this year, um, especially with DJ and. Man, hats off to DJ for being able to, to transfer from Clemson, show that he was not the problem, right. and be able to lead a Oregon State team who was really not that good. And now they're eight and three, ranked number eleven. Still have a chance. They, they're bowl eligible. Still have a chance to get a great bowl game. DJ, DJ, I don't. I never want to go for his last name. <laughs> Ukulele. Ukulele. Uh, <laughs> Um, that's what, you know, don't hate us, DJ. Don't off, hate us. Don't hate us, man. <laughs> yeah. Hats off to DJ man to be able to do that. But Washington is really worrying me. Cause I feel as though they're going to, they're like USC. They're like all these PAC 12 pack te- like all these teams that don't have a defense. And once they get to these other squads like Michigan, get exposed. 
like Georgia, they're going to try to get in a shootout where they're not going to be able to win that shootout because their defense is going to stop them several times. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, because this is this is my worry when Washington was in the playoffs. I think maybe like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. And they they squeaked in. They got in, and, and they then, really shouldn't have. But and they, I think they play. I think they play uh, Clemson, and Clemson gave them a, a beatdown, and that's why we got Alabama and Clemson for back to back years. So <laughs> when Deshaun Watson was there, yeah. so that's my worry. Obviously, this offense is is prolific. They do all the the, the right things. They you know spread offense. They'll they'll spread you out, run it. A lot of screens. A lot that's of what you expect from Pac-12 team. That's what you kind of expect from Pac-12. Exactly. Teams, yeah. But when you get to these ACC teams, even the Big Twelve teams, SEC teams, they have a defense that tr- that that per, you know comes travels. with it. Oh, yeah, travels. Yeah. What 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 Dion said? I'm bringing my I'm bringing my my Louis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing my defense. That's what SEC, ACC, and uh, Big Twelve they bring their defense too. Mm-hmm. So even if out of this Michigan in, in Ohio State uh, game, both of those defense have played really well. So if Washington meets one of them, oh baby, oh baby, oh baby, baby. But that's <laughs> obviously I knew it was going to be a close game because of that. Yeah, but Washington offense is showing that they can in the big times come up. Cause we, we've seen that against Oregon, man. Oh yeah. We see him come up in big moments. Penix jr. We see him come up in big moments. I want to see that rematch. I would love to see yeah, the teams play. That'll be dope. They're going to, mm, Oh man. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a rematch. Well, it depends. Cause Ohio True. state, Michigan, somebody got to get, I don't think yeah. both of them get in the top four. So Oregon might slip in. They might sneak in. Yeah. They might. And we might get that rematch. It's a possibility. It's a high probability. High probability. Definitely. Um, and now getting to Clemson's upset win versus North Carolina. They won 31-20 to and outgained North Carolina 467 yards, 457. They also went 6-19 on third down and won the turnover battle. Um, and Clemson, you know, obviously this has been a different year for them, not the same success they're used to. Um, they, they have had some upset wins against Notre Dame and now North Carolina. Uh, what did you think about, about this, this game for them and also – what North Carolina, you know, didn't do um, to be able to avoid this upset. I haven't been convinced with North Carolina, obviously, because they lost to a um, oh, shoot James Madison, I think. Not James Madison. It was some team from Virginia. They had no they business wasn't too. <laughs> yeah. So after that game, obviously May is a. I don't. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. That's just me. He reminds me of. Um, What's the guy for the for the Giants now? Uh, Jones, Daniel Jones. That's what he reminds yeah. me of the type of quarterback he is. I'm not. I wasn't convinced with Daniel Jones when they got him from Duke. I'm not convinced for May. Somebody said he's a top five quarterback. I just don't think he's an NFL quarterback. Uh, if he does get drafted, I think he sits for a thousand years until he gets a <laughs> shot. But that's just me. Just just coming from a, a, a semi scouting um, background. But that's. That was, I think that's what the difference. Clemson has been slept on because of their woes within the, within the season, but Clemson is still a good team. I don't for me, it wasn't really an upset because Clemenic is finally understanding how to play Clemson football. Yeah. And it's it, he's a young guy, so it's gonna take some time for him to figure that out. And then once that running game clicks and everything started clicking, I didn't I didn't see it as an upset. I thought it's really the record that makes it seem like an upset. When you yeah. look at this team, it's like Clemson is it's still, still <laughs> it's still Clemson. Yeah, yeah. Because Clemson should have beat Florida State. Why call that play on fourth down? And then, bro, there's so many games Clemson should have won this year. Yeah, came down to the wire. So that's why I didn't feel it. It feel as though it was an upset because Clemson should record should not be this. Just crazy. Yeah, at all. It shouldn't. But I'm, I was never convinced about North Carolina. They have their they have their up and downs on offense, and that defense is not really that good to me. They don't have a standout. That I think the the best thing about North Carolina's defense is a secondary. Very much so. To me, yeah. Very to me, so. the front seven really don't. It really doesn't scare me because yeah. you can run on them. You can you can you can spread they're them vulnerable. out. They're, they're yeah, vulnerable. they're very vulnerable. I think they're secondary when it comes down to distance. Now, if it gets behind the sticks like third and eight, third and nine, and you know, third and ten, whatever, whatever, then the, the the secondary can can help the front seven out and cause a sack because 
we, we call it a coverage sack. If you don't know what that is, the coverage so good, the quarterback <laughs> can't go nowhere. Sack. Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory for football. Football is one of the most simplistic sports you can play. But I think that was the high point. But, yeah, I didn't feel as though it was an upset. Clemson is still a great team. I still believe in Dabo Sweeney. I said that on the podcast like months ago. They're going to be fine next year. They're still going to get recruits. They're still, I think, top top 15 of recruits. So they're fine. I didn't think it was an upset. Clemson is still Clemson. Come on. Club Nick just needs some time. Um, He's a young guy. Y'all don't pay attention to Savon's corner. Y'all don't. I get hey, it. Hey, man. I'm seeing it. I'm starting to see it. But you've been saying this stuff, and they're not paying attention. They're not paying attention. Wellington's publishing this. <laughs> Savon's corner. He's, a, he's my benefactor. <laughs> Wellington's my benefactor. Um, and, and before we get to the NBA <laughs> topics with most intriguing uh, Week 13 game, I mean, the Michigan-Ohio <laughs> State, come on now. Like, like yeah, that, that, that's on. the one we're waiting for. It, it, it's, it's about to come on like. What do you because because obviously these two teams both undefeated both undefeated in conference play, um with with Michigan them having that number one scoring defense and that factor there, what stands out to you in this matchup and what's going to really be like the, the determining factor? It's a good one. Defense is going to be the defense. Yeah, it's going to be a low scoring game. It's probably going to be around 21-17. like. When Ohio State played Notre Dame and Michigan played Maryland and Indiana, like all these other teams. So I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be who makes the most mistakes, who has the ball last. I think that's the two main things because Michigan really doesn't make mistakes. But I think with this high power game and this rivalry, there's going to be some jitters. It's going to be something. These kids are human. So there's going to be some mistakes. But who makes less mistakes? Who less less penalties? Who doesn't shoot themselves in the foot? And who has the ball last? And we've seen that with Ohio State and Notre Dame. Ohio State got the ball last, took it down there, scored, game over. I think it's going to be a similar matchup to Notre Dame and Ohio State. So they're they're used to a dog fight. I think Michigan. I think Michigan's gonna win. It's either gonna be 21-17 or 21-24-21. No overtime. This is a this is gonna be old school running the football. Defensive battle. Defensive battle. They're not gonna let uh, Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr. take the top off or take, you know, one. do shallow routes. Yeah. I, well, I well, that's my mistake. They don't they don't not let him take the top off, but I think he's gonna shine in the shallow routes screens and shallow routes they're going to try to spread them out yeah. get everybody spread and then try to run the ball up the middle it's it's a simple play a game plan i think it's for it's, it's college purposes but i do think michigan wins because michigan is going to win they're going to win the championship playoffs yeah they're 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 are you heard it here first i'm wrong i believe it <laughs> I, you I, heard I it several like times <laughs> I was thinking like, man, can Georgia three peat? But then same on said Michigan. Nah. I was like, you know what? You know what? <laughs> nah. I don't think Georgia. Georgia's gonna. Yeah, Georgia makes too many mistakes. You think they're gonna? Two, two, Georgia's two. gonna get into the play like for the SC championship. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be Michigan, Georgia. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. depending, because Michigan is number three, Ohio State's number one. So Georgia might go to number one. Yeah, it'll it'll be Georgia, Georgia, Michigan. Michigan. It's a, it depends on they play how they set year, right? it up. Did they play last year or the year before? No, Michigan lost to Ohio State. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They, they I remember them. I remember them playing recently in, a, in, a, in the last couple of. I think that, but that was before. <sighs> last, that was before last year. Yeah, it was. Maybe in a bowl game. Before. It may have been. Maybe in a bowl. Game. Might have been, yeah. but it, it definitely wasn't, wasn't last a play, year. They, yeah. they, they didn't go. Um, and, and now getting to, to our first NBA topic with, with the Rockets, surprising start. Um, they're currently um, eight and six, um, seventh in the West. And you know Fred, Fred VanVleet has been leading the charge with eighteen point two points, three point assists, and one point five turnovers. Um, their defense is ranked fifth in the league, and this is such a major change from them for being bottom four in each of the past three years. And the, and their defense has kind of been like rising and ascending. Like I really feel like Emi Odoka is bringing that defensive mentality for the team, and they're all buying into it. Uh, what yeah. stood out to you early with this Houston team and kind of like some of the differences? We uh, we gave them crap, didn't we? Uh, we <laughs> for all the money they spent, we I do so think. They, <laughs> yeah, I still think they spent too much money. Yeah, just, I'm just 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 saying. But I, I like their starting five. Yes. Yeah, you got, you got Van Fleet at the point. Which it's solid. Which is it's solid. Which is solid. Jalen Green's upcoming guy. 
Dylan Brooks is playing better offensively. I think obviously we know that's he was, the key. A, if he if he was a, gonna flame out offensively, he wasn't gonna be much of a use. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think they saw something in him that he was able to do, and that's why they gave him the big contract. And I do think they were, were missing a defensive piece with the Houston Rockets uh for for a time now. So I think they want to change that narrative that they weren't a good defensive team. But then you got some I, – I, I like the bench. They got a lot of veteran guys, Jeff Green, um, Aaron, oh, not Aaron Hodder, Victor Oladipo, which he still hasn't came because he's still nagging injuries. But I, I love the bench. I love what I love what they're doing, but I'm still not convinced. I'm still not convinced. I think at the this tail – early – because we have, we have teams yeah. like early in the year who like go on a hot streak, but – Later on, it doesn't because I know that this is this is an early season thing. Obviously, there are teams that are going to like really surprise you. OKC, Minnesota, I think those teams are going to stay good. I don't think those those are like yeah. fluke's. I think those teams are going to stay. Good. I think with Houston, it's more so. Hey, they're improving, but they're still not going to be like one of those like consistent teams like in right. April, May. Because they can't they can't win on the road. They're zero and five right now. Got on the road in the NBA. Yeah, that's and we, we I think we talked to I think it was OKC. OKC was was winning on the road. That's when you know a team is in a good groove. Can we win outside our home our home home arena? And that's what I look for. And, and when it comes to NBA, that's what I look for. If a team is a well-owned machine, they can win away. They can win in any environment, any any country, any state, any city. Take that's it what out. I look for. Take it out they the will map. stick it out. Right, zero and five. <laughs> I convinced, but I do think they're playing better basketball than I've seen in the past three to four years. I will give you, I will give them that. I think their starting five is decent. I think once if Victor Oladipo, man, he's one of those guys I used to root for all the time, but it's just these injuries, bro. Victor Oladipo used to be that guy. If he can just shine just a little bit, just ooze out R&B a little, singles. yeah, used to drop R&B. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I I listened to what I listened to Vic. I listened to it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I forgot all about that. Oh, Victor Oladipo, the singer. Um, and get, get into our next topic with Zach Levine trade rumors from the Bulls. Um, this past um Monday, Billy Donovan spoke on the aftermath of um Saturday's game versus Miami when, when Levine walked off the court while the rest of the team remained behind to celebrate. Um, he had mentioned last week that he had been frustrated by the team's uh, start to the season and dodged other qu- questions about a trade. We knew this from game one when they had that uh, <laughs> players-only meeting. We knew, hey, there's going to be some trouble in Chicago. It's going to be a rough, long season. Um, and obviously, their star being at the center of it. Um, what, what have you thought about, you know, his, his kind of his frustrations and obviously uh, what he wants maybe going forward outside of this team? I'll be frustrated too because the moves that they're making, obviously, you, you get DeMar DeRozan. Lonzo hasn't panned out. Yeah. DeMar DeRozan is on a steady decline. I think he still has. He still he still plays decent basketball, but he's still on a steady decline. Zach Levine is still in his prime. Yeah. So it's like he feels like at every other player, I'm wasting Don't my waste prime my prime. Years. Don't waste yeah. my prime. That's, that's one thing NBA players hey, Do not waste my prime. Same thing do with LeBron. Do not waste my prime because. Zach Levine really has progressed so much. When he first came in the league, he was just a dunker. We knew him as a dunker, guy who has crazy vert. Now he's a guy who they can run plays through, guy who can create his own shot, finish at the rim. We already knew he could finish at the rim. And then he can facilitate and he could be a team leader. Those are all the characteristics you want in a star, and that's why he's a star player. So now I progress to this point where I'm the star player and you guys are not giving me the teammates or the supporting players that I need. I feel like LeBron, get me out of here or I'm going to get myself out of here. So I think <laughs> that's what his frustration is. And obviously when they, when they held a player's only meeting first week, first game, that's how you knew it's some red flags there. But like you said, don't waste my prime okay. years. Don't waste me being an NBA star because not everybody can hold that title for that long. So now I'm an NBA star. Treat me as such. So I think if they do trade them, I think it'd be a great move because they'll get some supporting cast members. They might even get a gym within that trade. I don't know who they might can get trade Austin for. Reeves. Might get Austin Reeves. <laughs> the Lakers always want some. 
I don't want him there. I don't want him there either. I don't want Zach Levine there. With LeBron at 80, nah, I'm good. Nah, nah. He, don't, he doesn't fit. He doesn't fit in there. He doesn't fit in. Bron doesn't want just – Bron don't want that. Bron want a supporting – support cast. He doesn't want a guy who thinks like, oh, nah, I'm going to be a star star. Like, Zach Levine yeah, wants no. to be a star star. Like, he's no, like, you going to have to buy in, brother. Yeah. <laughs> and yo, in your yo, prime, you're going with yeah, LeBron. Bro. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> I don't think the Lakers would do that to him. No, no. I, yeah, I don't think we're going to bring a young guy in his prime who's a star and bring him with all these veterans, all these guys who bought into what we're trying to do. Nah. It's going to be frustrating. Why is LeBron getting all the attention? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and before we go to break, uh, man, I'm going to tell you, Kevin Durant has been on a tear. He's averaging 34, 35 points. The, the, um, the Suns have been on a six-game winning streak. He's that just real, yeah. That game winner, tough. I mean, KD is getting. Victor. He is looking in that vintage form again. Like, what have been your thoughts on on what he's been doing? Because obviously, with the injuries, at some point, that Starlet KD is going to be like, "Hey, I'm just going to take over. I'm going to do it myself." What right. have been your thoughts on what he's been doing? Also, you know, Phoenix winning streak. He has a brush his hair. That's what his ego. That's what his power. That's where his powers come from. He don't. He don't brush his hair. When he brushes his hair or get a haircut. When when KD's hair look like what's the feel? Looks like PHS football field or <laughs> Yo, I was not expecting that. <laughs> when it when his hair look like Roger Scott football field, that's what he on a terror. Look, look at OKC in it when he when he was a young guy, he used to take over. <laughs> hair. Wait, <laughs> man, this this guy, this guy, uh, man, uh, <laughs> unpredictable one. <laughs> no, but on a serious note, I'm glad he doesn't. <laughs> but no, I think that so the survival mode kicks in when all your like Bill is out, Booker Booker's has hasn't been in, 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 in and out. They don't, I mean, you don't have no any other guy who can take over the games like you. So it's survival mode. Now yeah. I have to. But I think he lives for those moments. I think oh, he yeah. wants it like that because now I can I can maneuver. I can do what I want to do for us to win. Like I can tell you to come pick, 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 or I can I can run the offense and run it like I used to at OKC, yeah. like I used to, I think, well, semi with the Brooklyn Nets. Even I think when he was with – uh, Golden State, he was able to yeah. run and do some, that do some some things. Yeah. yeah, so that's what he lives at. I think that's where his confidence lies because that's what when he came into league, even with the Supersonics, that's what he had to do. Yeah. Bro, he was with the Supersonics. <laughs> Crazy, bro. That's so wild, man. His head been like that since, <laughs> <laughs> since the Supersonics. It well, I'm going to look fan, back man. at, after the podcast, I'm going to look back at all the highlights of KD when his hair was brushed and when it was not. <laughs> hey, which one did he have a good lineup? <laughs> <laughs> that boy don't have no per, uh, personal barber. He don't got nobody. <laughs> We're going to take a quick it. break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. Now we're getting into the second half of our topics, and we're joined by a special guest, a special guest again, Maurice Hendricks. Um, he's been on uh, past past episodes many times, and many times for uh, a lot of different reviews. Thanks so much for being back on, bro. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man, absolutely. And I'll start off with our, our first album review with uh, Andre 3000's uh, New Blue Sun. Um, in his first solo album ever, this is uh, kind of you know an ambient project that has you know gentle moods and focus on uh, the tones being soft. Uh, it also has new age jazz and and kind of uh, experimental music. And it, it's interesting, Maurice, because like this was when he announced it, many people were like really disappointed with it just being like an instrumental type album because we've all wanted like that rap album from Andre 3000. And he kind of goes into a different mode with it. Even in some of the interviews that he did, he, he mentioned just how he wanted to make music that was kind of like for him and his experience. Um, what, what did you kind of think about this project? Because there there's I can respect the instrument the, the instrumentation of it um the the creativeness of it it's not something I'm gonna revisit a lot but I, I do mm-hmm. respect like what he put together uh what were kind of your initial thoughts with it honestly I feel like it's kind of right on time and this is probably something we get onto later but like I feel like hip-hop is low-key dying a little bit yeah so for him to kind of branch off and do something else it's kind of like paving the way for other artists to kind of feel the freedom to do whatever they want to do yeah. Uh, an experiment, 
kind of like mess around with other kind of genres. And um, yeah, I mean, I think I think for the project for what it was, like I'm not too familiar with like I guess the ambient kind of space. I mean, I listened to a little bit of it, but as far as like how he kind of handled it, like I like some of the songs, you know. Yeah. I agree with you though. Like I might not return to it as often. Um, but I can appreciate the art form for what it was, and I think some of it was like good for Andre Three Thousand being like uh, experimenting with it, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, and with his catalog and what he's done, like um, especially with like an album like like the second half, I guess I should, I should say Love Below when 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 he did like the second half of of the of the project with with Big Boy and kind of put his own twist on things, like what albums or maybe songs of his in the past to you Maurice like that that you kind of like go back to and are just like you know these are the go-to projects or, or songs that he's put together with with Outcast that I kind of like still rank high yeah I mean everybody goes back to hey yeah you know yeah. that's like the classic <laughs> um sorry Miss Jackson um yes. that one as well uh yeah those are like the big two I mean I feel like um he definitely has some other like hits um I'd have to go look at look at some of the other songs i like but i think those are like the main the main two that everybody kind of goes back to i mean even like life of the party with kanye oh my goodness just that song too impeccable verse man yeah frank ocean that's when when when, when he like doesn't rap i'm like man when when you can rap that good i just like it's still there it's still there he just does a wonderful project of it he made a good point though i saw in an interview he when he was talking about this album he was like he's like I'm like forty something. What am What am I rap about now? You know, oh, like, yeah, yeah. He literally, literally. You know, like, and it's just, it just kind of ties into it. it kind of like proves the point of like, uh, not to mention Drake, but you know, like it just proves the point of like Drake rapping about the same thing over and over again. Yeah, you know, that's why you we haven't heard anything from like Jay Z in a while. Like, obviously he dropped four four four, but he's also at the point where he's like, what am I rapping about now? I kind of did what I need to do, so now it's like, t- like time to move on to something else you know so i kind of like it that he kind of that andre is kind of kind of paving that way for like all the other like older generation to kind of start trying something new you know what i'm saying so absolutely um to you savon what did you kind of think about this project overall i know when we first when i first announced it and told you what it was going to be like you were disappointed you're like "I'm, i'm i'm cool on this but but how did you feel about it overall just like what he was you know trying to put together no i liked it uh i listened to it while we were camping uh, I think it was oh, that's perfect. Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> but it was around the fire. Exactly, yes, it was man. around the fire. I was like, bro, I feel like we should be like doing a dance, like hey, yeah, yeah. So I thought it was really dope. There was some great transitions within yes. it, and I was like, oh, that's dope. Okay, and then like the interview I saw, he was like, man, I was learning. So it was like a baby or something. He was saying I was learning yeah. how to do certain things within me doing it. So I was like, that's dope. So it was like an evolution thing for him. Um, and I thought it was really dope. And I like the point, like, like all the old school rappers, like we're going to talk about two old school rappers in a minute with Lil Wayne and 2 Chainz, which yeah. I yeah. really didn't like that album. But <laughs> <laughs> he already they're talking about the same yep. thing. So yep. there's some, has to be some evolution, whether in what you talk about or what you contribute to hip hop. If yep. you can't contribute anything new, then do not be a Let part of hip hop. Don't yeah. just be radio silent. And that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and now I'm going to turn next to you with, with Drake's Scary Hours 3. Um, in this surprise drop, the, the EP was was filled with, with, yes. Oh, Savon like a Drake look project. It, look oh, at look wow. At that. We have made it. All three of us finally we agree. All three it. of us oh, finally agree. What a time. <laughs> but this EP was filled with, with elite vintage lyricism. Also showed him kind of being... Um, in an introspective mode, talking about ride or dies, especially in stories about my brother and, and Wickman. And I feel like in Wickman, he really went into a different tier of just, you know, uh, about about the woman who passed away uh, that he knew and just, just different things about believing in the afterlife and just certain subject, subjects he hasn't mentioned recently. But I felt as though this was a great EP, man. Like, I, I, listening, to Red when Red Button started, I was like, yo, this feels like uh, comeback season. I was like, yeah. what in the world? Like, I'm being transported back to 09. Like, he, he went into yeah. that bag of like, hey, don't forget, I can still rap with the yeah. best of them. And I feel as though every track, man, he brought something yeah. different. Um, Wick, the Alchemist, we always, always talk about him working with The Alchemist. I feel like that was a great track. Stories about my brother with Conductor Williams. The back and forth with him and J. Cole and Evil Ways. Yeah, and, that was good. And, and I'm going to tell you, You Broke My Heart is going to go crazy in a concert. 
that song is yeah. that 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 whole drop is gonna go crazy in the concert. Like to, to you, Maurice, what did you think about this EP and just um what Drake was really trying to accomplish with it? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I think it was like perfect timing as well. Like yes. he he knew what he was doing. Like he was like, all right, these guys complaining about oh I didn't really give an album for all the dogs. Let me show them I still got it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's perfect timing. Every song on here is is good. Red button, crazy, yeah. man, crazy. You know what I'm saying? Everything just flowed together super well. Sequence perfectly. I'm not gonna lie though, I don't really like you broke my heart. I thought it was I thought it could have I thought I thought we could have left that off. Yes. I, Cause he went back to kind of for all the dogs behavior. Yes. You know, with you broke my Sorry. heart. Like Sorry. the the last few were supposed to just be just that. Yeah. He should have stopped at evil ways. Yes. Bam. Perfect. Yes. Perfecto. You know, but like he had to put you like it would it just seemed so like like he's thirty. What is he? Thirty six. Talk about you. Like, come on, bro. Like, you know, like, yeah. It's exactly. just like, all right. It's kind of the same thing that people were complaining but about. He's got to have album, a banger. Is, he he knows he, he's going to a concert. He's got to have, have to add a banger in there. I feel like that's he already what he, has an album full of bangers though. Right. Why he gotta add, why he gotta add this? Rich sloppy baby songs? daddy. Or yeah. That's not yeah. not a lot of guys like that. <laughs> They're you not gonna be all right. He should have left that off, bro. He should have. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It just it just. I don't know, man. It, it just, I didn't, it didn't hear, it didn't sound right coming from Drake anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but all the other ones, 10 out of 10, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. So, Savon, this is the first time in a while you've been actually positive about a Drake <laughs> project. Uh, what did you he think about back. it kind of kind of in totality? Because he went back, man. He went back to the roots. Like, it's not just the the what he's trying to do with all the dogs. Even he didn't talk about love all the time. Dude used to mm-hmm. rap his butt off. That's what I was yeah. missing. Like when Red Bunny came on and I heard him like set his his uh writing up like he normally I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna yeah. be like 30 for 30. This is gonna be like I'm like, oh, okay. Five. And then he had so many bars in there, bro. I was like, run it back, please. Run it, run it. There's back. so many bars in this project, man. It's run so it back, many. bro. Yeah, it was it was dope, bro, to see him like, okay. This is what y'all really want. Yes, this is what we really want. I don't want to hear <laughs> anything else. And then I think it was like a slap in the face, like I'm gonna give y'all what you want, but I'm gonna still do my what I want to do. You broke my heart, and I just yeah. don't think you uh. should have added that to it. But uh, the shoe fits was like my sleeper. Yeah, yeah. I really like yeah. the shoe fits. It's a sleeper. So, I was like, okay, that's okay. Concept, okay, all right. The concept in it, like, yeah, it's, it's that sarcastic Drake that just like, <laughs> I don't know how yeah. anymore. I don't know how. Like, <laughs> yeah, they want me to, yeah. like, yeah. I replay, yes. I replay that a couple times, and yeah. then yeah, Red Button is the the best one on here because he just had a very crazy. boom bap, had a very boom bap feel to it. A lot of the a lot of these beats on here, like, yeah, 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 yeah. underground. Yeah. I wouldn't think I would hear Drake on them, you know? Like it, right. it sounded it sounded good though. It sounded good. Did, did you have a favorite overall track, Maurice? Definitely Red Button. I mean like the A lot of people oh like Red Button. Goodness, a lot bro. of people like Red Button. Bro, <laughs> one of the lines he was like, I'm gonna force some shots out. Like I was like, Oh, he's trying. He's yeah. trying to he's really trying to push them. He's trying to get a response from Kanye or, or uh When he said they G. got you to the spot and then you separated, we know how it escalated. Do you think he was talking about Kanye and Pusha T? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the whole thing was filled with. Know. Yeah, you already know. You already know this. That the the thing that interests me is obviously Drake is still bothered by the whole beef that went down. He's been bothered by a couple yeah, albums man. now. You know what I'm saying? Like he, that's why on the on he Red said, Button, tick, tick. he said the tick yes. tick on Wick Man. Yeah, that's what man, I'm saying. Em- he's still clips, trying to the clips. Yes, like, bro. bro. <laughs> he's I know, bro. He's still trying to. He's baiting get him. Stuff he's out like, push it, come him. outside. <laughs> yeah. He don't even care about the J Prince. He said some, he had a line in there that was like, oh, then you had to go and tell J Prince. Got to wind like to J Prince. Like some yeah, great, yeah, like some yeah. great throws, which is a crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. time. So he, he definitely is trying to get something out. I mean, he even said in the song, like I said, he said, I'm trying to force some shots out. So he's he's sending some shots. He's trying to force them to, he's, he's trying to force to, them to get some shots off. And then he's going to drop something. I, I He has something waiting. I bet he, he it's probably not the original like Uber like this that was gonna end their career. That was in the vault, like that was yeah, still yeah. in the vault. And I'm like, I think he's baiting Pusha to get on one of these because he think released so an instrumental. He said, "Okay, Pusha, rap on one of these instrumentals, so. and I still have that song in the suck." Yeah, I don't yeah. know what is in that song, but like it's gotta be something crazy. I don't know, man. Yo. Then he added the Joe Budden shots. Imagine us getting oh, an yeah. um, expedition. Yeah. And I was like, you, you knew that was coming. Come on, Joe. I, bro, I wish Joe Budden would do a 
You know, remember when he did that, like, six diss tracks, like, within five days or something? Like, oh, my goodness. That stuff was so yeah, funny. But Joe Budden, he got some bars now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. He kind of barred Drake up a little bit. Say, so, um, what were you, what were you about to say? You, who's going to bar Drake up? Drake up? Okay, look, look. No, that's not what I was saying. Look, Drake can't. Come handle. back outside, don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, Joe, uh, Drake can handle Joe Budden. I was just saying, Joe Budden had some bars in there, man. Mood, like, mood music part seven. <laughs> bro, Joe Budden is so outdated, bro. He, he is. The he last is. time he did uh, battle rap, it was him in um, uh, Hollow. Uh, Hollow Man or something like that. It was so trash, bro. <laughs> Your pen is not the same. And I saw somebody that's like, it's oh, not, yeah. uh, Joe Budden, I can out-rap Drake. I'm like, bro, no, no. y'all are disrespectfully stupid. <laughs> no, <laughs> Bro, no. that's crazy. That ain't happening. But I want to hear the track he said he had for Pusha. Me you think too, he's going to release it if Pusha nah, releases nah. this? Cause I was thinking it was um, eight out of ten a little bit. I think he scattered. Bit. I think he scattered lines across all his projects. Right, probably yeah. I think he had like a was, bunch of lines. Yeah, I think that could be a, a good diss track. It your wife, your uh, your nanny is pressing play. Your daddy is pressing play. Your yeah. wife, your wife. Your wife. Your wife. <laughs> That's crazy. True. That's crazy. <laughs> where where does this rank in the overall scary hours um, list? Like, where would you guys? Top. You said what? You said top one? You think yeah, it's the top? top no. Bro, Absolutely bro, not. what else? What else? Scary Hours 2. That was good, but what that else? Was like good. Songs? That was good. At what's, yeah, what's Next, which was crazy. Wants and Needs with Lil what's Baby needs? and Lemon Pepper Freestyle. Lemon Pepper Freestyle was the one. All right. But You have to look two? at it. You have to look at it like separately from For All the Dogs, though. If if this was an EP by itself, like all all yeah, that's what I'm looking songs. at. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm looking at. Okay, okay, at. Yeah, 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 comparing yeah. these three as an EP. What is this? <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Wait, Drake. Okay, he dropped the instrumentals. That's what like. What is this? Oh yeah, I yeah. thought it was like a new something. Okay, um, that's interesting. <laughs> your fire instrumentals, which are fire. I mean, yeah, like yeah. fire instrumentals. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know what we. What even when I was on scary? I was one. I, I know. Our, oh, God's Martha. Plan diplom, God's plan diplomatic immunity. That was it. Yeah. Okay. So it had his it had one of his best hits ever, and another barred up track. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard to compare to because it's like two, three songs versus like six songs. So. I mean but quality I though. So two. Take the top two songs from. Scary Hours three, and we obviously yeah. will take the top two, which is What's Next and One Once and Ease with Little Baby. Yeah, I'll put I'll choose those two over those tracks from Scary Hours three. Interesting. So the top two songs from Scary Hours three, you'll we'll say is Red Button and what else? Um, I'd have to give it to probably the stories about my brother. Oh, stories about my brother is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely take Scary Hours two there. But that's because what's next is like it's, it's like hit. it's the hit. It's song. a hit, you know. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. It is. It is crazy. It is. It is. But it is. I guess. It, so I guess if we're talking about from a because he was in the commercial, I feel like he was in that that commercial lane for what's next, and then the top yeah. two that we just mentioned are are him like getting into like yeah. the like heavy. So it's, it's no contest then. There's so many different Drakes, man. There's like it's like yeah, he's, yeah, the, so MCU. he's the MCU. Sorry. I heard somebody say he's like the MCU of rap. There's like betrayed Drake. <laughs> Middle class. <laughs> Somebody said that there is like so Drake. many different. So nah, many, there's so many di- like upset Drake. There's so yeah. many different versions there's of Canadian Drake. Canadian Drake, you straight cheese me, dog. You're yeah, he's got too many bags, bro. Yeah, he's got so too many bags, bags man. Yeah. All right. And now getting to our next review with Lil Wayne and Two Chains. Welcome to College Grove. Um, in this collab album, you know, both artists try to focus on uh, regional rap styles with a, a wide range of instrumentals. Sorry, they and- try to focus on. <laughs> And these, oh, I, oh, sorry. Good. These these guys, it's it's the same thing with Meek Mill and Rick and Rick Ross. Like the the album is too long. The album is way too long. We don't need twenty one songs off of this because I feel like this was condensed to maybe eleven or twelve. It might have it might have been some better heat, but they still it still sounds repetitive. Yes, at, 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 for for a lot for a lot of the times. And like I was saying uh, last uh, last week, Maurice, it sounds the Meek Mill Rick Ross album sounded outdated. It sounded like it yeah. would have been a lot better, like mm. you know, in, in in early early 2010s. But 
yeah. for this, it just doesn't work the same. Like, what did you kind of think about it overall, Maurice, and just like um, what they were trying to put out? Excuse same me. thing, bro. Like, too many songs. Everybody trying to be like Drake in 21, or Drake in yeah, Future. Like, awesome. the timing is not good. You know what I'm saying? With, with like, these people dropping these collab albums. Yeah. Uh, and also just the sound, too. It doesn't really... They're not changing... That, they're not, like, properly coming together and complimenting each other's sounds. They just yeah. sound like they're featuring each other, you know, yes. on the whole album. Great point. And that's, like, the main problem. I think when two artists come together, they have to combine sounds and create this new sound that's, like, that actually has impact and, and complement each other, you know? Um, so, yeah, this this was a bunch of features. Like, that's what it sounded like. Uh, and the sound, too, was just, like, like like you said, the same thing, or, or even, like, old school, a little outdated with yeah. the new sound, so I I this like wasn't like a two, two chains. Three this songs. wasn't a two chains Kendrick collab. Yeah. Oh, it's actually a good one. Absolutely actually, not. Because yeah. Kendrick is going to really push, push the you, pin. yeah, push the yep. pin and push you concept conceptually. But this is so outdated. This is all I'm going to say. What we said earlier: if you're not going to contribute anything new or evolve hip hop, don't, don't yeah, don't do yeah. it. Cause this was the same. Why are you still talking about the trap house? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bro. You not how trapping Lil, no more, bro. Yeah, how does Lil Wayne like? Yeah, uh, Two Chains was on. I forgot what show he was. I think it was Jimmy Fallon. He talking about yeah. I bought a strip club and a lawnmower for my birthday. Bro, talk about that, like, bro. You bought a strip club and a lawnmower. Rap about that, bro. If you're gonna rap about anything, I'm tired of you talking about the trap house, bro. You ain't trapped since 2008. But Two Chains has always been one of your underrated artists. You you feel as though he slept on though. Like, he he's, is he's slept on, but he's still outdated. He's still talking about the same thing. I think he has yeah. some bars, like from yeah. I think from nine to like fifteen, sixteen, bro. He was in a span where he was really slept on. He was on tracks with some heavy hitters and out rapped yeah, them, bro. Yeah, he used to be yeah. in his own. He yeah, used to be in his own. slept on now, bro. Just worry about your son. Get the podcast. Yeah. Keep. Building your businesses, keep buying retarded things. You think that's a podcast? Yeah, with his son. That's what I'm saying, bro. People don't I realize that, like, <laughs> yeah, these artists need to like retire while they got it. Yeah, like, you know how Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg doesn't rap anymore, but Whoa. he's still in the scene. You yes, know what I'm saying? Bro. He's still like impacting hip hop and and all that stuff because yeah. he's in the scene. He's doing other stuff. You know, people think they still got to like put out projects, but nah, bro. Like, cut that and like focus on something else. You know? What yes, saying? bro. Definitely. Like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> he, stopped. he stopped himself. He's like, nah. <laughs> they ready, Savon. They ready. They ready. <laughs> they ready nah, to hear. Nah, what it, it wasn't nothing. Put them on. Put them on. <laughs> it wasn't nothing, bro. It wasn't nothing. <laughs> and, uh, and now I get into our next review with Danny Brown's quarantine. Um, in this new and six project, a lot of a lot of you know musical acuity is displayed, and there's a. Uh, Compelling tracks in here. He dis- dissects social phenomena with wit and, and mentions early childhood struggles. And, and this is a project I really like because he he sounds like he really to me he really tries with, with, with different you know experimentation with his lyrics. He, he had he had that project with JPEG Mafia earlier in the year, and I feel as though as this one it may may not been as good as that one, but he really does try to um, show versatility in, in his rhyme schemes lyricism. And I and I think he's kind of a different type of artist, not not the same popularity. As other ones that that we mentioned, but he kind of knows what lane he wants to say into. Uh, to you, Maurice, what did you think about this this album overall and some of the tracks in it? Yeah, um, I'm not too familiar with Danny Brown. I did uh, listen to the JPEG Mafia. That album, was a, and I like that one. That, that was, was a fire awesome. album. I, that one was still um, one of my favorites of the year. Yeah, I mean they complemented each other so well. Like they they did what you're supposed to do when two artists come together. Yeah, this um, I don't know, man. I guess I'm I'm not too familiar with the sound, so I was. I was familiar to the point where I thought he's like he kind of like gets on and trolls when he raps and stuff. Yeah. So when this album came around, I was like, I wasn't expecting that, but I, like I knew he was gonna like drop some serious stuff. But it's it just didn't. I don't know. It didn't, didn't stick. Like, yeah, it didn't stick for me. Uh, I think he's in a quiet taste. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so for me, I was like, all right, it's cool. It, it it sounded like he was like being serious on some of the tracks, but then. His flow and his his cadence is so like <laughs> wacky that it kind of just like you have to get used to it. Yeah, yeah. And then when he does rap like more slow, like on the first, like on the first track, the intro, it was like 
you know, like that's that's how I felt about it. So I don't know, you know. Just hmm. The rap game changed. He saved his life, though. That's what he said. The rap game saved his life, man. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. nah, this this was was not good. You want to ask me? I'll just tell yeah, you. Yeah, I know because you didn't like the JPEG Mafia album, so I knew you were gonna no, like this bro. one. No, bro, I was so confused, bro. I was yeah. so confused. I forgot we even reviewed the JPEG Mafia. That's crazy. Uh, that's album. crazy. But nah, he's yeah, he's an acquired taste. Like, yeah, I just, mm-mm. I just, it's like, uh, yeah, this, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm cool. When Savon is that, yeah, I'm cool on that. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm okay. I tried, bro. I tried, bro. I I don't even gotta explain it. Yeah, this one or the JPEG Mafia. This one or the JPEG Mafia. Which one would you re-listen to? Which one would you if you you had to listen to? Like you're required to. You gotta go, Peggy. Come on. Gotta go, Peggy, man. You gotta go. You gotta go. I don't even remember that album, bro. Bro, that album was so good because they complement each other so well. Yes, like. Even though, like, Danny Brown's, like, flow is crazy and, like, his sound. But, like, with JPEG stuff, JPEG also has, like, songs like that. So it just makes sense, you know? Neither. <laughs> what am I looking at you? Oh, man. He it's said dumb, no to JPEG. He said no to JPEG. Mixed with hip hop, <laughs> hits with disco. Dis, just yeah, I'm. You, you I'm just okay. didn't play the right one, man. You just didn't play the right <laughs> That's one. That's the number song. It got a star by it. Play, play. I play, play the one with Red Veil or the one with Kim the Muddy Hearts Waters King? one. There's much better songs. Come on, man. Y'all listen to Red Velvet? Red Velvet's fire, bro. Yeah, Red Velvet's dope. Red Velvet's fire. I don't bro, know. I saw him performing Cap Hill. Yeah, he's cool. That's a nice switch up. Sometimes, I don't know. Maybe I'll go give this a chance. You know? Nah, it's too chaotic. It's too it is, chaotic. It is chaotic. It's a it's chaotic. lot. Because I'm a. I listen to lyrics more than I listen to beats first. Yeah. I listen yeah, to yeah. what what you're talking about. Can you even rap? Like mm-hmm. if you get mm-hmm. <laughs> in the background, I can't even hear what you're saying, bro. <laughs> like, bro, I say about say he a cartoon, cartoon, say he a cartoon character, <laughs> cartoon and rap form, bro. Oh my goodness! Sure is acquired taste, boy. Y'all got some. Y'all got a good taste buds. Y'all got a good. <laughs> I'm on chicken nuggets and chicken fingers, chicken I guess. Nuggets. <laughs> oh, man. And, and now getting to our, to our last few, Naomi uh, Sharon's uh, Obsidian. Um, in her debut album, the soul singer kind of tries to tell a vulnerable story throughout. And also said, quote, the energy in the beginning was fragile, emotional, and very vulnerable, end quote. And, and this entire album is really her, you know, navigating through the, the, the searing pain of heartbreak. But uh, to you, Maurice, what did you kind of think about this project? I really like this one. I think as a debut, it's, it's really solid. Um, I can tell she she Sade is her favorite artist because she tries to sound like mm-hmm. Sade, and so you mm-hmm. can just tell she studies Sade in so many different ways. Yeah. Uh, to T- but but T Maurice, how did you feel about this album overall? Just kind of like how it was for a debut. Yeah, man, super super in love with the project. It's it's so good. I mean, it's so refreshing to hear something like this, <laughs> you know, compared to what I've been listening to lately. Yeah. Um, it, it was like a good mixture of like I guess like house and R and B. Yes. Like I really loved that. You know, what I'm saying I, I love that kind of. Everyone's kind of blending house in with with uh, with all the stuff they're doing now a little bit, um, but yeah, this project was just really good. I, I haven't heard of her before this album, so um, yeah, this is the OVO. first time I'm she yeah, this is the first time I'm listening to it. But yeah, she's a solid OVO? project, and uh, yeah, yeah, first female artist. In Drake, yeah, Drake was like, listen to this, Got listen it, yeah. to this. Oh, okay, yeah. I just seen it at the bottom. OVO, yeah, 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 that's why um, I like her. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man, it, it was solid. It was solid. I, I'm gonna definitely be like tuned into her project in the future and stuff. Definitely. Uh, to you, Savon, how did you kind of feel about this overall, and just how, like, do, how do you think? How do you think it kind of flowed together? Because, like, for debut projects, we always talk about did the artist choose the right sequencing for it, and was mm-hmm. it kind of like the right direction? Right. I see why Drake signed her because he's in love with Sade, and she sounds. When soon as I turned on, I was like, 
She sounds like Sade. I'm not a huge fan of her, of Sade, but I love, like, the first three songs, I was against it. Like, I was against this album, but then it got into the meat and potatoes, and it flows so beautifully mm-hmm. in her mm-hmm. voice, her storytelling. So I, I fell in love with her storytelling and the concepts, and then her voice, you started just don't realize she sounds or resembling Sade. Yeah, but I think she, and within that, she still has her own particular sound that it's it's her DNA within. It's unique. Yeah. yeah, it's very unique. And I, her her pen is crazy. Her yep, pen yep. is crazy. I think that's the, <laughs> the, the biggest highlight. I'm like, she's retelling stories about love that nobody has ever, I, to me, has ever thought about or we have ever heard from somebody in the yeah. mainstream. So I think it's beautiful giving us a new concept of love and a different perspective on love and breakup. So I thought it was really dope. Her pen is crazy. And just to see what, how they tune her in OVO because a lot of their artists we haven't heard from like Majid Jordan hasn't dropped in a while. Mm-hmm. They had they a just guy- dropped recently. Majid Jordan just dropped recently. You lying? I'm not. I'm not lying. They Majid, dropped recently. I, so I rock with them. Anybody week. from OVO, I really rock. They got somebody named Zane or something. Yeah, hasn't heard from him in so freaking long. I Part just think of- Drake doesn't do a good job of pushing them out like that. I mean, he's yeah, too laid back, like- bro. Yeah, not as much as J. Cole with Dreamville artists. Yeah, and any other label. <laughs> we're, like, talking oh, about, <laughs> we're talking about the labels like Dreamville, TDE, like TDE, right. they take yeah. their time. OVO, yeah, yeah, yeah. we really don't hear a lot besides Dreamville. Yeah. He's probably like, you drop yeah. what you want to drop, eh? Like, yeah, yeah. just drop what you want to drop. No, bro. Yeah. If you're OVO Sound, bro, this is why OVO Sound is not with, not as on levels Dreamville, TDE, not even Interscope, yeah. because they don't. They got the artist, Majid Jordan, oh, yeah. Party. They do. they do. They had uh I Love McConan at one point, then he fell off, and then they Ray Woods. Him. Yeah. Bro, Bro Roy, Wood, Roy Woods used to be the guy. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Go and big up yourself. Like, come on, bro. I used to rock that album so much. Now I don't even hear from him. Yeah. They have division. Too, right? And and division. Division. That's come on. Yeah, man. I forgot about uh, I'm tripping. Come on, bro. Now. The I think crazy, I'm still bro. stuck on that Westcom collab they did. It's like dollar sign. Ty dollar sign. <laughs> Why? Okay, Kanye. He's a, he's about to release an album with Ty. Why does everybody keep bro. collabing with Ty dollar sign? Um, because hey, he's good. Ty on dollar sign the king of features though. Yeah, he, yeah, he is he's really good. He on hooks. Did you hear the new Kanye song? Yeah, Reese? I was about to ask yeah. you about that. Uh uh-uh. uh. He dropped. No, no fan. He dropped. Uh, the snippets I heard, I was like, okay, this might. The snippet this might work. to me sounded better than the actual yeah, like, overall yeah. song. That that's. I think it was though. because the song was. You talking about with vultures? A little long. Yeah, vultures. yeah, yeah. And the first feature ruined it for me. Like that, whoever that first guy was. Oh, I was like, Y'all didn't need to start out with him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you yeah, didn't yeah. need to start out with him. <laughs> Put him in the middle somewhere. Put him yeah, in the middle. Exactly. Some people, yeah. some people want to get to the end. They want to listen to the beginning. Yeah? <laughs> that's the first thing I'm hearing. <laughs> Bum yeah, Jay. nah, bro. Uh, I don't know. I think the sound of it, though. I think it, I'm. I'm looking forward to this collab album, though. But it's crazy. Kanye just has like a distinct like production, man. Like no one like it. No one like it. Yeah, nah, bro. That boy was an ESC. That's why I named Bump J. <laughs> <laughs> that boy was in the, the class of the portables. That's what. <laughs> That's wild. That's We're going to get canceled. That's how the song days, starts bro. off. <laughs> it does, though. It does. I'm going to get us canceled for sure. Somebody going to watch this like, who is this full scope? Hey, we. Who is this full scope? No, nah, that was terrible, bro. You just get Chief Keith. Yeah, yeah. Just get. If you want to do Chicago, I'm pretty sure the guys from Chicago get Chief Keith. Yeah, y'all did. I like together or and some other tracks. So get you key. That was just yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, and 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 that's and that's the interesting. But before we close out to to you, Maurice, like, is there any like upcoming music? Because I I know Joey Badde said he wants to release an album earlier in the year. Can't um, wait. I know um, J Rock. He J Rock is about to release an album for, for, from TDE. Yeah, that's gonna be crazy. SZA, SZA says she's she's working on new music as well. Like, is there any like upcoming music that you're kind of looking forward to? I don't think SZA is gonna drop anytime soon though. No, that, that'd be crazy. Yeah, that'd be, yeah. They love she. She, she needs just. She'd be cutting off the hype for, yeah, for just the, for her last album. Yeah, yeah. Just they still eating um, off that last album. Yeah, really good album for sure. For sure. Um, I think yeah, just that really just the Kanye and 
Ty Dolla Sign. I'm actually really looking forward to it. I think the sound is going to be something new, like like usual. Uh, I do think we're going to get a couple of bangers. Uh, it's obviously not going to sell as much as like Drake or anything like that, right? Um, but I, I just when Kanye drops, people people will, listen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Any any new music you're looking forward to, Savon? Uh, I know I know you're a big Joey fan, and he's he's about it. Joe, yeah, I'm waiting for Joey to drop. I'm yeah. eager on this J Rock because we haven't heard J Rock in mm. a full capacity of rapping in a minute. Oh, wild, and, yeah. And I'm looking for who's gonna be rap wise, who's gonna be the face of TDE. I thought yeah. it was gonna be Reason, but Reason disappointed, disappointed. me on porch. Mm. And now J Rock is one of the solidified soldiers. I want to know if this album is going to put him as a front runner. So that's why I'm interested. I'm interested in what TD is doing. I don't think, yeah. like you said, I don't think Scissors to drop. Y'all still eating off this last album. She's still touring yeah. off this last album. So she don't need to drop no time soon. Well, Maurice, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on it. On as always, man. Thank you again. Of course, man. Yes, sir. Definitely. Well, that wraps it up for today. I'm your host, Wanda Burns. I'm kind of our Savon Morris. This has been Full Scope. See you later.